0: My guest this week is Mojgan Lefebvre. Mojgan is the Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Operations Officer of Travelers, one of the largest insurance companies in the world, with revenues exceeding $31 billion annually. In this role, Mojgan is responsible for everything technology, including customer-facing as well as operational technology. This also includes end-to-end technology encompasses data, analytics, and digital. Additionally, she's responsible for underwriting operations and insurance operations related to customer service and customer interactions. Prior to joining Travelers, Bojgan was the Senior Vice President and CIO of Global Risk Solutions at Liberty Mutual Insurance. In this episode... Mojgan discusses the company's commitment to making innovation part of its DNA and the strategic pillars the company's put in place, which are focused on evolving the way the company works to drive integrated teams to push the blurring of lines between business and technology. We also discuss Mojgan's view on the future of women in technology, the revolution she sees happening in that regard, how she looks at the company's 160-year-old history as a strength how Mojgan's diverse career path has colored her experience of travelers, and a variety of other topics. Mojgan Lefebvre, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today.
1: Thank you, Peter.
0: Yes. So, Mojgan, you are the Executive Vice President and Chief Technology and Operations Officer for Travelers. And uh, that's a very interesting title, obviously, Combining Technology and Operations. And I wonder if you could take a moment to describe your purview and how those two different areas come together.
1: Sure. Uh, so so in this role, I'm responsible for everything technology from the front end of where we touch the customer all the way to everything back end. So end-to-end technology encompassing data and analytics and digital. In addition, all of our operations as it relates to our underwriting operations and insurance operations related to customer um, service and customer interaction, from our onboarding to servicing and renewals, and having the two organizations together certainly gives a lot of opportunities um, for us as we drive towards operational excellence and productivity and efficiency and customer experience.
0: And can you talk a bit about the organization under you? So, how is that? Um, how are the roles and responsibilities divided between the two? I know that. Uh, all told uh, of the 30,000 people within Travelers, a full third report through to you. But can you talk a bit about how they're divided between the technology and operations aspects that you described?
1: Sure. And, and, and you know, I, I, I think of it um, at two levels. One is technology and operations as a function, which, again, as you said, in terms of number of um, people is a large organization around um, a third or so of those, but many of those, Individuals, of course, are embedded and sit closely and work hand-in-hand with our different business segments and uh, functions, and then, of course, there are roles that are also enterprise-wide and drive capabilities foundational and horizontal across the organization. Uh, It's probably a a mix of, I I would say, equal size across the two, and so one of the changes that we've been making um, over the past several months is bringing the two sides of the organization Really closer together and driving towards uh, breaking down and and blurring the lines between uh, technology and different parts of our business, driving this even more so between technology and operations so that our operation folks become more technologists and technology savvy. Our technology folks understand our business and our operations and our interactions with our customers and, and truly driving this so that we can leverage and streamline and um, perfect the processes where it makes sense and drive automation and bring a lot of value and competitive advantage to that. And, and so really, again, our, our goal is to drive and bring the two sides of the organization closer and closer to each other. As we're doing this, of course, uh, we also know that where the world has gone and continues to go and certainly true for the world of insurance where data and analytics are at the core and at travelers, we've, certainly had a competitive advantage in that area and continue to advance that because it's critical to our risk expertise, it's critical to customer experience for us. What we're doing is increasing our bench strength on the engineering side and bringing that really across the organization as a whole and doing that through both attracting and retaining great talent that we have and also upskilling and reskilling a lot of which needs to be done in order for that bench strength and engineering to be core to what we're doing.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. And all the the backdrop of all this, of course, Mojgan, is one roughly 160 year old company. And I can only imagine, you know, the challenges of of an organization at the scale we've already described at the age I've just described. Um, You know, these cultural changes aren't necessarily they're never easy, Um, but certainly at that sort of scale, they can be particularly challenging. Can you talk a bit about the methods that you have used uh, in light of that to help foster the cultural change that you've described?
1: So, Peter, I think of it actually as as starting from a position of extreme strength when I think of travelers and the business, the complex business of insurance that we're in and that we're a 160-year-old company with a history of a phenomenal, uh, financial performance. We're actually creating shareholder value, of course, is, you know, first and foremost as part of our mission, which then enables us to deliver our promise of truly taking care of our customers, our communities and each other. And, and a company with, with a lot of history, but a lot of expertise, uh, risk expertise, which is absolutely fundamental to what we do. And again, data is, is the business we're in, information and how we, Create um, solutions to to address risk is at the core of our business, and so we certainly do have a long history of systems and things that have been built over time. And so, as as the world has has changed and you know customer ex- expectations change, technology changes, you certainly have that history that you got to make sure starts to combine with the new ways of uh, you know how where business is going and how customer expectations continue to change. Day to day, and that's where I think of. You know, it's critical for us to, of course, continue to perform, but then uh, transforming in line with where the world is going is is clearly front and center, and and it's front and center for us as uh, as travelers. And we have a an ambitious innovation agenda. It's designed to ensure that you know our competitive advantages remain relevant and differentiating, because we know that that's what's going to continue to drive our long term success. And so we've put in place a perform and transform uh, agenda across the place, and our culture of innovation I'd say is is critical and it's kind of become our part of our DNA. And of course, technology and operations and you know technology per se is a key part and a key enabler of of uh, this innovation. And and you're right, um this isn't the type of thing that happens over time. And so within Tech and Ops, what we've done is we've We said, what's it going to take for us to continue to perform as a very high-performing function that truly enables this um, innovation agenda? And we've put in place uh, several strategic priorities uh, or, you know, as we call them um, also pillars. And they're focused on um, evolving the way we work to drive integrated teams, so truly driving the blurring of lines, as I mentioned in the beginning, between business and technology, doing that by leveraging uh design thinking methodologies and truly always starting with the customer and working backwards having multifunctional teams of technologists and business experts you know small teams that work together sit together and really drives towards increasing our speed to market more customer and agent oriented solutions and then as i said having the proximity of tech technology and operations really taking advantage of making sure we simplify and streamline before we automate and and really having that be more integrated. Uh, The second pillar is really driving towards a strategic architecture, really a much more API-driven architecture, driving modernization and simplification where necessary. I'm not saying that we're not gonna take, you know, hundreds of years of systems and say everything's gotta be changed, but we, we do it where it's needed and really drives that integration from the front end to the back end and really, again, enables, that speed to market and and business outcome, because again, being business outcome focused, of course, is is going to continue to be critical. And then I'd say the the third lens is is of course, you know, our most important, which is our talent, which which we think of as an advantage multiplier, and it's making sure that we're driving those new skill sets and engineering talent. And there are multiple things um, that we're doing here, from looking at the universities that. We work with and ensuring that we're, we're truly keeping up and, and increasing the, um, I would say, the geography of some of some where some of those are, so that we're also reaching more diverse talent for sure, which is absolutely critical to our success because you get the best teams that way. Uh, we're also making sure that uh, we've got programs internally that um, not only bring talent inside but ensure that over the three years that they're in these development programs, they're developing the skills that they get. And we're also in the process of putting a lot of programs together, which is going to help upskill and reskill some of the great talent that we have that needs some of those um, newer other skill sets along you know data science, um, analytics, um, the, the newer capabilities within uh, digital and omnichannel and mobile and 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 some of those other areas. So those are some of the some of the things that we're doing to drive you know, the necessary change while maintaining the excellence that that we've had, which is critical to the type of business that we run.
0: Very interesting. And, and uh, you mentioned a couple of times uh, the sanctity of customer experience and the role that your team plays in that. One of the fascinating things about your business, of course, is that you've got multiple layers of customers. You have the end customer, of course, who are the consumers of the products that Travelers puts to, puts out. Uh, those get into their hands, though, oftentimes through agents and brokers. Uh, and, a, and a related topic is then employee experience. Um, as well, and right. I wonder if you could take a bit of time and just talk a bit about how you uh, how you think about the experience as it relates to each of those constituent groups.
1: Sure, and and of course, experience um, as as you know, and as I said, and as you've underlined, is one of the key elements of of our transform agenda as 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 a whole. And and when we think of experience, you're right. First of all, we've got as a PNC company, we serve both consumers and we serve businesses. So right there, you've got that bifurcation. And then within each of those, uh, special on the on the consumer side, you've got the direct um, sales, and then you've also got the agents and brokers, and we've got a large um, set of sales that we do on the consumer side through agents and brokers. And then on the business side, which is through the agents and brokers, of course, we've got two layers of customers. Our agents and brokers are our partners and customers in a way, and then the end customer, the end business customer also is um our customer and within that segment of course you've got the larger customers and then you've got smaller uh, businesses that again the characteristics of these uh, segments um, are are quite different and their expectations are different. So if you think of customer experience, it's really a whole layer of experiences that may be different and the expectations may be different and so for us it's critical that as we think of solutions and as we build solutions. We start with the customer that we're thinking about and understand their expectations and and truly understand where that differentiating um, experience comes through and as personalization becomes more and more important, of course taking that into account and then work backwards from there to ensure that we're not looking at it from our perspective but looking at it from their perspective and ensuring that we're measuring the impact of what we do Through things like net promoter score and and true impact to our customers. And that's, of course, on the customer side. I'd say, of course, the other stakeholders that are as important, obviously, are our people, our employees. And again, uh, what we do internally to ensure that we've got engaged employees and that their experience day in and day out is as positive as it is and as easy as it is in their day to day lives is critical as well. And, you know, an engaged employee is, is the, the best type of employee that, that you can have. And so that's critical to us. And so we are truly driving that culture of thinking of experience first and foremost. Of course, doing it within the confines of our business principles. We're not going to, um, I would say, you know, stri- uh, go away from some of the critical parts of our, our business just, just based on experience. It's got to be combined with what the business objectives are as well.
0: That makes sense. And uh, you've mentioned also a couple of times kind of the history uh, of the organization as an innovator. And I know this obviously, as you pointed out, as you've thought about the changes that you and your team have enacted, uh, maintaining that strong DNA of innovation is important. And I wonder if you could maybe share some examples of uh, innovative solutions that you and your team are working on to create competitive advantage for the company.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right, um, Peter. Travelers has a long history of innovation. So, from issuing the first auto policy to, to ensuring the moon landing. Um, so, so I don't know if you knew that, but, you know, that was something that when I learned about it, it was... I was, I was fascinated, especially ensuring the, the moon landing. Yeah. So it's something that is certainly, uh, part of our DNA and, um, ensuring that, that we're focused on that and, and that we're doing, um, you know, and, and we, we of course have, uh, many forums that we've created to ensure that that innovation, uh, mindset and culture continues. And it's not a thing that's on the side, but that it's truly embedded in how, um, our teams are, are set up and really empowering them to continue to bring that innovative mindset, um, to, to what they do. If I think back to some of the examples, that would probably best showcase kind of how the, how this um, innovative mindset and culture and how we work really comes to fruition and, and results in business impact and truly uh, delivering on the traveler promise. One of the examples is our wildfire loss detector um, application, which uh, really is an example of. Where we've leveraged deep learning models and we've designed that to assist in assessing property damage that was caused by wildfires. And the model analyzes up to thousands of high-resolution aerial imagery and it can identify uh, with more than 98% accuracy which one of our customers um, actually have had total losses in their properties. And then doing so, being proactive about servicing them and, you know, providing and and truly taking care of them, whatever um, that might be, and and the impact that it's truly had, you know, allowing them to begin the recovery process even before they may be aware of that loss has just been um, incredible. And this is one where we're leveraging a slew of technologies and capabilities from of course, as I said, uh, machine learning and and AI models to our geospatial capabilities where over the past five years we have uh, developed very advanced capabilities there in partnership with some of the government bodies and some of our peers and and developed capabilities where we're leveraging aerial imagery that's uh, real-time and and up-to-date and then using both our own internal data and a lot of rich external data to drive some of the capabilities that I talked about. So it's really in looking at the impact that we can have and how technology can truly enable that um, is, is wh- where I say, you know, the the fruits of innovation kind of can be seen most prominently.
0: And I know from our past conversations, Mojgan, that one of the ways in which you think of funding innovation is through optimization. It's a, It's thinking about both sides of the the profit equation, so to say, um, and first the bottom line implications of cost savings and efficiencies as a means of funding the the innovation that may lead, of course, to top line growth. Uh, can you talk a bit about the way in which you you and your team are oriented towards uh, you know towards doing just that?
1: Absolutely. So so exact You know, again, um, productivity and efficiency is one of the pillars of uh, importance to us at Travelers, and certainly then. Um, what, what we do in technology and operations directly ladders up to that. And so when we think of productivity and efficiency, we think of it both in our own world, where um, especially on the um, technology side, I'd say as, as we think of how we run and maintain our systems, we've been driving down the cost of doing that so that we're making monies available for strategic investments and we've driven those up in, in large percentage numbers where we're truly driving down the cost of day-to-day run and investing. And then we're doing the same on the operation side where we're lever- leveraging against streamlining of process and automation um, in, in a way where we're driving out costs out of our operations uh, every day. But we also work hand-in-hand and very closely with our other parts of our business and uh, organization within both the business segments and our claims organization where by identifying places where technology and and data can truly leverage and drive out, um, you know, efficient and drive efficiencies there, then we can take those monies and invest them. And so we've actually increased our strategic investments by very large numbers, but funding it really through the efficiencies that we've been running through both, again, streamlining of process and through technology. So that's truly become one of the uh, drivers of how we've been able to drive innovation in the organization.
0: Uh, Mojgan, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, your career path, which has been very interesting. It's included stints at um, some of the leading uh, consultancies Uh, Bain & Company, for example. You founded your own firm that you ran for a number of years, uh, MX Ventures. You've been a CIO multiple times over and in multiple countries. Uh, Of course, now this combination, as we've already discussed, of the technology and operations leadership role that you have at Travelers and have had for the past year and a half. Um, I'm curious about how there's so much, as as our listeners will certainly recognize, there's a lot that is uh, differentiating in terms of the way in which you've Oriented your operation uh, within travelers, but as I think about um, uh, and surmise from from your career path, having you know founded firms, having led PLs, having had sort of this consultative mind, uh, a a a a desire to, um, and, and, a, and a period of time in which you were solving problems uh, for for other organizations, uh, etc. Um, I'm curious how that has all colored your your thought process about um, about the technology function, operations function as well, but how, how it colors the way in which you think about leading technology.
1: Great question, uh, Peter. So, so I think having the multitude of experiences, first of all, has given me the ability to put myself in the position of kind of having had having uh, thought about it from whether it's the customer's perspective or the business partner's perspective or the employee perspective or the outside vendor perspective, because as you said, again, having worked both in strategy consulting where you get a complex problem in an industry that you may know nothing about, and within a matter of, you know, week or weeks, you have to come up to speed on the industry, on the competitors, and think about the answer first through hypothesizing and then proving and, you know, you've got limited time and you've got to do that, which I would say drives the discipline of having the ability to take complex problems, break them down and iter- iteratively get to solutions and not drive towards perfection or think that you've got months or years to do things. To where I've um, literally been on the you know more transactional business side of MA where technology was Providing capabilities to me, and so having that perspective, the business perspective, um, to to again, as you said, being a CIO, whether it was a medical device company, um, you know, very global in 100 countries, uh, based out of France, to a CIO for an insurance company based out of Boston, to now uh, a technology and operations leader um, across travelers, and and the one thing that certainly has attracted me to any one of these is that next challenge that would really intellectually challenge me, give me the opportunity to solve problems and think about it in terms of what, what, what can I do to advance the business and then how can I leverage technology and in this case technology and operations to make that happen. And I think always thinking of it that way in terms of why am I doing this? What's it bringing to the business? What's in it for the customer? What's in it for our different parts of our business and how is it advancing our business outcomes starting there, aligning with the business strategies and then saying, how do I leverage technology really becomes critical and therefore being open to thinking of technology then, you know, where can I leverage either partnerships or, you know, partnerships as, as. Um, I would say even as far as tech partnerships that we have, so people who could potentially have been our competitors that were partnering and leveraging that to, of course, leveraging package solutions to then building and leveraging engineering capabilities where it brings competitive, competitive advantage, but always thinking of it, again, from the eye of the customer and, and business and thinking how it impacts that. And so that has also, I believe, enabled me to think of how I structure the teams should really enable this to happen as many times over as possible, and it's really the only way that you can scale an organization to drive at the speed that we're all going to need to be driving at and continue to need to speed up, um, aligned to the business outcomes that we want to achieve. So I say that's been the impact, Peter, of having the multitude of experiences and the mindset and, and culture that it's brought and the discipline that it's created in me.
0: That's really interesting. I appreciate you reflecting upon that, that journey of yours. If I could actually ask you to reflect a little bit further on your journey, you are a, a great exemplification of, of at least some of the progress that has been made uh, towards women rising uh, in technology fields. Uh, and I'd be curious if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to reflect on the, the state of the union of women in technology.
1: Sure. Um, you know, I, I would say we have a long way to go, of course. Um, and, um, you know, and uh, many of us now have watched the movies that one could say, well, thinking back 20 or 30 years, one questions based on the numbers if, you know, we've made progress or not made progress or regressed. Um, but I am excited to say that I think there is certainly a big movement in general with uh, women in technology. And I, I think it's got to start, you know, very early on because, uh, in order for us to, to have the women in technology roles, uh, both in the critical engineering roles and in the leadership roles, uh, we gotta make sure that the, the source of those, um, uh, the sources and where those women would come from are there and that we've got enough women in fields of, of STEM and computer science. And so I'm very passionate about that. I've got two daughters and, you know, that's, something I've instilled in them in terms of making sure the love of math and understanding technology is there. And and so uh, creating partnerships, of course, that drive that, um, I think, is critical. Um, I am a huge fan of the uh, Girls Who Code uh, organization of Reshma Sojani, and we actually have just um, announced our partnership with them. We're, we're going to be hosting 20 young women in the Hartford area. As part of the program and starting our immersion, um, the girls who code immersion program for, for travelers. And we intend to expand that. We're partnering, uh, with schools that, um, enable programs where people who may not necessarily have had a technical background, but can that can leverage a liberal arts background to do their masters, um, in, in, uh, this field. And Northeastern's aligned program is one of those. And what that opens up again is, um, a more diverse group of both uh, of I would say both of women and people of color um, to to be a, re- a resource or, or a set of resources to us, which I'm extremely excited about.
0: That's wonderful. Um, I wondered before letting you leave, uh, moshgan I wanted to ask you uh, what trends as you look to the future. We we've talked about a number of trends that are that are relevant and rising in importance uh, across businesses, uh, travelers uh, um, included. Uh, are there other trends that excite you as you look to the future?
1: you know there are there are trends that excite and 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 of course still um you know will 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 have their their own uh, challenges i mean as you know as we all think of new technologies that are emerging and the fact that um whether it's you know through iot and and ai and so on the the amount of data that'll be out there the things that are happening in the world of compute that'll enable you know, all of these things to be run, um, you know, the way, the way that they need to at this piece that they need to. It does have the implications, of course, that, that then all of us, the data about us and everything about us will be out there and will be leveraged in ways that we may not want it to and, and may not have imagined. And, and so there's a lot that needs to happen in the regulatory world to, world to keep up with that. And, and so these are all both exciting times. And I think they'll, these are things that will, drive to incredibly hyper personalized, um, customer experiences that will delight us and we won't believe we, you know, we ever lived without them to where then we'll be paranoid and, uh, and, you know, won't know where people know things about us that even we ourselves might not have known. So I'd say these are some of the trends that are exciting. We've got to keep our uh, pulse on it as, as technology leaders. We've got to make sure that we stay close to it. I do my best to make sure that that's the case, whether it's, Taking my team out to Silicon Valley where, where we did, a uh, few weeks ago, um, to, to ensuring that I'm staying connected to industry experts like yourself and others, uh, Peter. Uh, but, but I'd say those are, those are some of the things that are exciting. I would say in the world of insurance, you know, despite all the hype around it and, um, regardless of where, where it is, I know that somewhere in the future, blockchain will absolutely, uh, play a role and, um, you know, whether it's the smart contract side of it or, uh, other capabilities where with the right partners uh, there's a lot that we can do with private blockchains um, together um, and really creating uh, systems that are far more based on trust and immutability so those are some of the things but I'd say they don't come without their list of challenges that we've got to make sure we address from the human side of it to the technical side of it.
0: Great answers all we look forward to uh to progress made on, on, on some, if not all of those uh, at travelers, uh, Mojgan Lefebvre, thank you so much for uh, taking time uh, today just to speak a bit about your, your career path, um, about all the innovative things that you and your team are, are doing at travelers. Uh, it's been a great conversation.
1: Thank you, Peter. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Please join me on Thursday for an interview with Mick Kirsten, the author of the book, Project to Product, covering one of the most important technology trends today.